1: Breathing Bros and Brontosauruses, welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 126, and of course, I'm your humble host Karen, and we are your cacophony of quiz crunching cookie cohort co-hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Dana,
2: and I'm Chris. If you're not a bro, you're a brontosaurus. (laughs) Yes. So pick a side. (laughs) Quick listener uh thank you. I went to Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle uh the last weekend and met a couple of good job brain listeners. Um and uh, uh one of them his name is Kevin and he gave me a stack of books for all of us uh oh. thus forming the the seed or the genesis of the good job brain library, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which all which we, we all own and none of us owns. Um, one of the one of the books of facts that he gave me is called "A Hog on Ice and Other Curious Expressions." Uh, it's a book of where did colorful English language idioms come from? Ooh, so yeah. that'd
3: actually, be helpful um, for me.
2: This is interesting. Baker's dozen is in here, and mm-hmm. what it, uh, Baker's dozen, of course, being thirteen instead mm-hmm. of you know twelve loaves of bread or whatever. It says that in England, Parliament enacted a law in. 12 1266 for regulating pieces of bread by weight with severe penalties for shorting somebody on the weight of loaves of bread. So because bakers, rather than weigh everything, they would just throw in an, <laughs> an extra, extra loaf. Yeah, just in case. Yep. It became known as the inbred. I-N-B-R-E-A-D. Uh. Or vantage loaf. Okay. <laughs> the vantage a- loaf. I like that. Because it gave a vantage or a chance to the bakers to obey the law. It gave you an advantage. Advantage loaf.
0: Va- vantage loaf sounds like a business term, doesn't it? Yeah, does. like, yeah. Like, oh, okay, so yep. the vantage loaf, we're gonna capitalize so, on that. Yep. And so <laughs> the
2: 13 and a baker's dozen <laughs> is known as the Vantage Loaf. Thank you very oh, much, That's, Kevin, that's good. That's, these that's a good
4: uh, pub quiz team name is Vantage Loaf. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People are like, what's that?
4: I will continue our housekeeping portion of the show uh, before we get into the trivia. I have an installment of our Omissions and Errors segment affectionately mm-hmm. called Um, actually... (laughs) This is, hands down, my favorite um actually that we've ever done. Okay. Uh, okay. I had so much fun uh, correcting and researching this one. So, a couple episodes ago on the All About Butts uh, episode, (laughs) uh, I was talking about etymologies of various butt and booty-related words, Um, and I had mentioned that uh, the sources I had checked for Bootylicious showed that it was as late as 1998, and Dana, you were skeptical uh, right when we were recording, and sure enough... We had more than one listener wrote in and said, I swear I could remember Snoop Dogg using the word bootylicious in the Dr. Dre song from The Chronic in 1993. Three, yeah. Yeah. So I, I decided to... Get to the bottom of Bootylicious. Ba-bum, ba-bum. So, yeah, thank you. thank you. One of the advantages of having a wife who is in academia means that I have, uh, by extension, access to the full OED. <laughs>
0: Oxford <laughs> English oh, Dictionary oh, Online. Uh, I know that's you- a perk you love. <laughs> <get> out, right? <laughs>
4: like- so, sure enough, mm-hmm. I went on to OED Online. <clears throat> Bootylicious. <laughs> okay. Adjective. Slang. Originally United States. 1992. Wow. Snoop Doggy Dog from the song with Dre Day. Uh, it's a, there's a uh, profanity in the title. We'll just say it's Dre Day. Okay them rhymes you were kicking were quite bootylicious. Wow. So, wow. not only dated to 1992, but credited to Snoop Dogg. He he wow. he is the or, the originator of record as far as the OED is concerned. Mm. And as I think uh listener Bobby pointed out and as the OED notes as well, the original meaning, it wasn't like you know in a sexual sense or anything good. He meant it as a slam, like he was talking about another rapper and oh. when he's saying those were, your rhymes were bootylicious, he meant like oh, they, they're they're they bad tasted like butt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, Oh, okay. Their official definition it tasted
1: like butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their, right,
4: their right, official yeah. definition, bootylicious, bad or weak.
1: <gasps> oh, like a butt.
4: Yeah. So it was not until <laughs> right. later that it kind of took on the uh, the Destiny's Child meaning of bootylicious. Okay. Right, I right, right. It's
1: like yeah, your rhymes taste like doo-doo. <laughs> mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So there we
4: go. 1992, documented. Snoop Dogg, thank you very Wonderful. much.
2: All right. Another. No, uh, from a listener, listener Jenna made a, uh, comment on, uh, the blog post for our latest all quiz bonanza and pointed out something that I had no idea about is that the, the quiz, um, that I did, which was, uh, 13 L in a BD. Oh, the abbreviations guess right, quiz. Right. The abbreviations quiz was actually created as so many of these things are, by Will Shorts, oh, okay. Crossword Editor for the New York Times, Mr. and uh, Mr. Mister Puzzles, Puzzle. yeah. exactly, uh, for Games Magazine back in the late 70s, early 80s. Wow. 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 And as Jenna oh. put it, it was rapidly sort of ripped off and uh, shared without attribution as uh, Xerox lore. yeah, <laughs> Xerox lore. free internet Fax lore, <laughs> they also, they also kind of called it. The, the spreading of folk information and games and puzzles xerox and humor, humor. by, oh, by yeah. xerox machines yeah, fax and faxes that's right, that's and, yeah, right. yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. No,
1: nobody updated it awesome all right well that was a lot of housekeeping Are you ready for our first general trivia segment pop quiz hot shot. 30 minutes yeah. later all right here we go i have a random trivial pursuit card and you guys have your morning radio zoo buzzers here we go blue wedge for geography A branch of what art museum attracted over a million visitors to the Basque region of Spain in its first year of operation? Colin.
4: Oh, that's the Guggenheim in Bilbao. Yes. Whoa. It
1: is the Frank Geary building known as the wavy silver building.
4: Right, right. All of his buildings (laughs) are wavy of the Frank Geary buildings. They're
1: wavy. All right, pink wedge for pop culture. What animated buddies got their start mocking music videos on MTV? <laughs> Everybody, Beavis, Beavis and, and ButtHead.
2: Head. Oh, it would have been great for two episodes ago. Oh yeah, that's
1: mm-hmm. true. It was random. That's it what it's random. You gaming. always say it's random. Yep. Yellow wedge. What last name did Melinda French take in 1994 when she wed her company CEO? Oh, Chris. Uh, that,
2: would, that, that would be Gates. Yes. yes. Uh, she married. Bill. Bill.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates. Yeah. Well, no, I was just reading the notes. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. being stassy. Oh, it's in, oh no, god. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of notes on these cards <laughs> these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Purple Ledge. What artist put a shark in formaldehyde, creating an artwork that eventually sold for $8 million? <laughs> Colin mm. knows this one. I think
4: that's Damien Hurst. C- there's only oh. one. Yeah. That's him. He, in fact, did do a cow as well. Yeah. He's, yes, he's done some large scale. Uh, <laughs> the split The, cow. the sliced cow. Yeah. Right? Oh. yeah. That was also Damien Hirst. It's Very right. weird and
1: gross. Mm. All right. Uh, Green Wedge for Science. What was the first animated feature film generated completely on computers? Mm. Colin. I
4: think that's usually credited as Toy Story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Correct.
3: So. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 It was also the highest grossing film of 1995. Wow. That is almost okay. 20 years ago. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right. Last question. Orange Wedge. What whiskey-based liquor is mixed with cranberry and lime juices to make a Scarlet O'Hara?
2: What? Based. Whiskey-based liquor. liquor. <laughs> oh. I mean, is it bourbon? bourbon.
1: Incorrect. No. Really?
4: Is it a whiskey-based liqueur? liquor? Liquor?
1: Liquor.
2: Is mixed with what now?
1: Uh, Cranberry and lime juices to make a Scarlet Scarlet O'Hara, which is Southern.
2: What's a whiskey... Brandy?
0: No. That's why we said bourbon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern.
1: The answer is Southern Comfort. Ah. So
2: Southern Comfort is not... Whiskey, whiskey. But it's, it's whiskey a whiskey based, based Yeah, I, kn- I knew
4: whiskey. it was it
2: was its own
4: little thing. Oh.
2: Huh. So
1: is huh. one of those uh kind of alcohol that doesn't really Oh, uh, you gotta mix so- it with lime. <laughs> well <laughs> <Good>. with Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I actually have one challenge uh, trivia question for everybody, but mostly oh. uh directed towards Colin. Oh, uh, okay. Jay Kramer, an eleven year old, uh, wrote in and asked us some uh, some sport trivia questions okay. that he wrote. Uh-oh. Which city has the most sports champion titles? Ooh, most sports New champion titles.
4: Well, okay. Well, I mean, just so
1: including <sighs> okay. MLB baseball, NBA basketball, NFL football, NHL hockey, New, so, York. New York, New <laughs> York City.
4: So like, like, like the Celtics are going to skew it toward Boston. The Red Wings are going to skew it toward Detroit. The Lakers are going to skew it toward LA. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Boston's got football and hockey as well.
1: Uh, Boston. Chris is right. It is New York City. Uh, yeah. 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 And because, like, between like, like, with the, yeah,
4: the Yankees yeah, and yeah. the so baseball. Cowboys, they got like 20 is right. They got 20 something.
1: Yeah. 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 New York yeah. City has 35 okay. MLB champions. Oh,
2: okay. Yep.
1: Total number of 50 of the four major sports. Mm-hmm. Who? What city do you think is number two? It's not Boston. It's I, Boston.
3: Boston.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Boston with thirty-five total. Yeah. Okay. And, so New York's got like the half the of budget. those
4: are the Celtics. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So number one, New York City, but most time in pub quiz, they will ask you for number two. No. And number two. No. Yeah, you're right. It number two. Number two. Show up a lot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows number one. What is number two? So everyone except for Colin. <laughs> I know. Everyone except for Colin. Chris and I looked at each other I, like, "Hey, why'd you poop on our victory?" I know.
3: Like any any idiot. <laughs> like,
4: no, like, as as any functioning adult knows, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. monkey off the street. Yeah. Italian,
1: like, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. It's okay. my <laughs> oh my face! Oh,
4: all right, all right. Well, uh, thank woo. you,
1: Jay Kramer. Thank you. The other day, I was on the train and I was brainstorming uh, topics for this week's episode, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? Like." i look around and everybody has their headphones on everybody's reading everybody has like something they're working on something like on the go Mm -hmm. you know someone has a water bottle someone's probably listening to podcast or music and someone's reading a book so i was like oh we should do an episode on things on the go things we bring with us so this week we're taking it to go
4: we will start us off with a quiz called drinks to go Whoa. again, not was one for the road thinking of, you know, thought about it, <laughs> but, uh, it's not all of that stuff in the car. So oh, okay. it's, it's all around beverages that are portable in one way or another situations where you might take a drink with you. I, I think you guys will figure out the theme all right. as we okay. go. designed
1: sure. for you to carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. Right. All right.
4: Cup holders in cars. Wow. Um, I mean, especially in America these days, it, it's. I mean, y- you'd be hard pressed to buy a car that did not have at least one cup holder in it today. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen
1: a car without one. Mm. So
4: you know, it really started. It really started becoming the norm in the '90s, and that was when just sort of just hit. You know, peak cup
2: holder <laughs> <It> was <laughs> yeah. was
4: in the 1990s. Yep. Um, by the end of the decade, yeah. I mean, most cars not only have yeah, one, it was
2: but in the, in the '80s, it was definitely like, oh, you have a cup holder in your car. Yeah. That's cool. It's a feature. But now yeah. it's like that you must have cup holders all the time.
4: I remember when I was a kid, I mean, I guess they still sell these, but it wasn't uncommon to see the little, oh, yeah. you buy the aftermarket cup holder that just hooks oh, over the on. window. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Auto manufacturers caught on. Uh, I think I can say that this uh, reached its zenith with the 1997 Chevrolet Venture minivan. So uh, I want you to guess. Okay. We're going to go closest right. to, okay. Okay. closest okay. to without going over, we'll okay. do prices Right. Sure. How many cupholders came in the 1997 Chevrolet Venture? Okay. I will tell you that it was the most number at that time okay. that had ever been put into an American vehicle. It was a minivan. All right, and okay. Karen. Well, let's just go around with with your guess. Right. Okay, okay. Fifteen.
2: I'm gonna guess eleven.
4: I was gonna guess twelve. Karen is closest. Really? Okay. The 97 Chevy Venture had. <laughs> 17 oh, cup holders Wow For a vehicle that seats 8 people <laughs> Oh, wow. what? Two, yeah. two, two
2: what? drinks Yes um, two, two drinks <laughs> per person yeah. I was thinking It was one of those Minivans that has Three rows of rear seating And, or not minivan But, you know Like, three yeah. rows of seating Three people in each row Gets you to nine And then ten, eleven For the two front seats But no Don't
1: forget <laughs> that On the car sides, too So yeah. not right. only cup
2: so holders they, In the middle the So, on of course side. You need to be able To put yeah. your drink On the left Or your right Of
4: course yeah, so you could be safely hydrated. There's a drink. <laughs> oh, a drink, yeah. no matter yeah. where you were, a drink within our <laughs> reach. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Let me start with a little story here on this next question. Oh. Uh, the first time I ever went on an extended hiking trip, I think I was about thirteen, I was I was away at the sleepaway camp, mm-hmm. you know, so we were going off into the wilderness for a few
2: days and <laughs> And he never came back. <laughs> and then who was podcast? And who was podcast? <laughs>
4: Um, and part of the fun of the trip was, you know, we were allowed to pack everything we wanted. We could take whatever we wanted because we we're all carrying our own bags. And it was basically on us, you know, uh, they encouraged us to pack, to bring a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need to stay hydrated, especially when your kid's out and, you know, hiking around the wilderness. So, you know, I loaded up like six canteens full of water, <laughs> put them in my, you know, cause like, I didn't want to get too exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. I wanted to be prepared. Aww. So I throw the bag on my back and I realized. Holy crap, water's really heavy. <laughs> the water's, like, really heavy. Yeah. So I took a few of them out. Uh, all of this to lead up to my question to you guys. How much does a gallon of water weigh? Oh. oh. And I can Gally. see Chris's gears turning because he knows a secret mnemonic that That's, might help I, him here. I do
2: know the secret mnemonic. I just can't remember how many. I'm just talking remember the <laughs> uh, mnemonic. Yes. All right, Chris, you want to take a stab at um, it? A gallon of water weighs <laughs>
0: stalling. <eight laughs> stalling. Oh my
2: god, eight pounds.
4: You are very close. Oh. Yes, okay. well, eight yes. and a third pounds. Okay, yes. oh, a little well, can bit. I, yes. Can I have yes? Can I absolutely. get the W on that? One? Absolutely. All right. And uh Chris, I think you were the one who mentioned the mnemonic on our show. Uh, I may have of a pints a pound the world, world around.
2: around. That's right. <laughs> right. So it was just oh, a I question see. of me remembering how many pints are in a gallon. Yeah. In a
4: gallon. So eight and a third pounds uh, for you, scientifically minded listeners, at standard temperature and pressure. Oh, you
1: pressure. use those as weights then? <laughs> yeah, you could. Sure.
4: Yeah. The thermos. Beverage container was introduced in 1904. And, of course, the main selling point of the thermos is it keeps hot liquids hot, keeps cold liquids cold. Mm -hmm. But tell me, how does a thermos work?
1: Karen. Oh, I didn't know. Go for it. That's fine. Uh, There is a vacuum space Mm. between... The container that has the liquid, and then the outer container. There's a vacuum.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. It starts it used as to insulation, be glass and and metal. Right. Yeah, and often a, often
1: a, glass. It can
4: be yeah. metal and metal. It can be yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the I key. Don't think,
2: like I don't think they use glass anymore for. I mean, they, they don't. They, 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 they don't shatter. for most. Yeah, yeah. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. just for safety but reasons. The point is. It is it is not the it's not the thing. It's the absence of the thing.
4: Yep. The original vacuum flask uh, is commonly called a Dewar flask uh, hmm. after James Dewar, Scottish scientist who basically invented the modern design for it <laughs> and and sort of shared the design with the founders of Thermos. He didn't want like patent or anything on it. He's like, here you go. Here's this cool thing. Wow. Nature. This is interesting. <laughs> I did uh, as a side side note. I learned uh, Thermos has become a, a genericized trademark. No, really. Yeah. <gasps> in the 60s, it was declared. Oh, really. Wow. So, like, like aspirin or, or zipper. It's, you wow. can call, you can call a, Velcro. No, not plug. Xerox. Oh, Xerox is not. not Xerox. Yeah, Xerox, yeah. yeah, Xerox and Velcro are ones that are not. Right. They're, they're fighting hard I thought to keep that, it.
2: That's very interesting. I thought that Thermos, uh, had a... successfully fended it off thus far, but yeah. It, apparently yeah, not. yeah, that's what I read.
4: Uh, wow. Hmm. All right, last one here. This beverage brand, named after an Italian island, was introduced in 1969. And has been known from the beginning for its distinctive packaging. Oh,
2: Capri Sun! Capri oh, Sun! Yeah. Yes, yes. Distinctive packaging.
4: Yeah. I had always assumed this was a total American invention. It's not. It was German huh. originally. I thought it was, it was named for the pants. They make good for the stuff. Uh, <laughs> <The laughs> Capri. Yeah. No, uh, Is it Tetra Pak? It's not a tetra pack. It's like a foil pouch. It's a bag. Yeah, it's like a bag it was of a drink. foil bag. Yeah, Rudolf Wild of Germany, the Wild Company. Uh-huh. He specifically wanted to sell a drink with novel packaging. Like that was oh, his
2: goal. Oh, he's oh, like, that was the whole the whole point. Was he's the- like,
4: I want to come out with something that has packaging that no one's ever seen before, and this will be its selling point. Efficiency. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Genius. 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 It's so
2: true. So it's yeah. not even like there was a special reason for the packaging. He, he just Safe wanted to make the or, craziest or, yeah. packaging. That's yeah,
4: awesome. apparently oh. a. Sale, a product, a packaging salesman showed him the pouch. He's like, "That's it. There's my yeah. there's my container." It just yep.
0: doesn't even taste that good, but it is fun. Like everybody <laughs> right. had, yeah, right, right. had so
4: much Capri Sun as a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. Juice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The original Synthesize. Capri Sun. No, <laughs> I, learned I, drink I learned they are very proud of the fact the all the original Capri Suns were all natural. Like that was one of their main selling points: oh. Oh. all okay. natural okay. ingredients. Sure. Okay, what about well, you know days? what else
0: is? <laughs> yeah, Historium <exactly>. is <laughs> also <laughs> all that's, natural. That's
2: right. <laughs> Just have this mental image of somebody holding up a beaver and just squeezing <laughs> it, into so going pouch. into a bag marked Capri Sun
4: <laughs> <laughs> an assembly All line. All natural. Put <laughs> <laughs> kind of a straw in the beaver butt. Yeah, right,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, now that's original packaging.
1: <laughs> Very nice. cool.
0: I have an excerpt from a New York Times article from 1980. Here you go. Josh Lansing and the young blonde woman he had never even met before, but as they passed each other on Madison Avenue the other afternoon, she waved and smiled, and he tipped his headphones in salute. This, (laughs) it should be understood, is not your stereotypical pickup. It was rather a stereophonic encounter. (laughs) (laughs) What the two well-dressed strangers first noticed about each other was that they were both possessors of the newest status symbol around town, the Walkman, a portable stereo unit. Priced in most stores at $200, consisting of an ultralight headphone set plugged into a cassette player that weighs at less than 14 ounces, batteries included. It's just like Mercedes-Benz owners honking when they pass each other on the road, explained Lansing. Uh His cassette hung from his Gucci belt. The woman was strapped around perfectly tan shoulders. That's just a little taste of the people at the cutting oh edge God. of personal audio entertainment. Wow, the Walkman. The Walkman. It was released publicly in Japan in 1979. One of the leaders of Sony didn't like the name Walkman. He hated the name Walkman, but they'd already started promoting it. So it was <laughs> <Whoops. Walkman>. Yeah, <laughs> In America, it was called the Soundabout for a moment. For oh, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Walkman, Discman. It was such a big deal. Oh and my god, oh,
4: yeah. such a big deal.
0: I mean, listening to some of these people, it's kind of the complaints against Google Glass now. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That- oh, like people think they're they're d bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yeah, yes. totally. Just like uh, Mercedes-Benz owners honking at each other. <laughs> right, right,
4: right. Where, uh, it's like an ostentatious status symbol when you're the very yeah, first oh, one. When you're, the, yeah. when you're the very well, first one. Well, it was one. like, do yeah. you, you
2: really need to be, like, out and about in public listening to your own private music? Yeah. Like, well, but but the idea was just like, oh, well, I mean, why are you doing that? It's ridiculous. Here you go.
0: It's the thinking man's box was the opinion <laughs> of a <the> man <laughs> in a pinstripe suit who said he was listening to a business meeting I missed and my secretary taped. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. again, you know,
2: prior to this, like, music was very much like, you know, it was a piece of furniture in your house, you know? Yeah. like I love yeah. this
0: one. Mark Lavasco takes his Walkman plus a backpack of cassettes when he goes <laughs> discoing, <laughs> when he goes discoing. If I don't like the DJ's choice <laughs> of music. He said, I play my own and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> dancing, dancing to your own music. Yeah, that did not. Okay, yeah. and then my
0: backpack fa- <laughs> full of cassettes. That was my favorite. The Walkman, even the cassette Walkman. They stopped producing them in Japan just uh, in 2010. They still, <gasps> they still make them for, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Well, I mean. Yeah. How many how, cassettes do you, how, do you
1: have? How yeah. else well mm-hmm. are you supposed to play those tapes now?
4: Right, right. It's also yeah. probably just so cheap at this point, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Yep. And talk about, like, you know, names becoming genericized. Like, I remember as a kid, any grown-up, like, to, to a grown-up, any portable device it's was Walkman. a Walkman. Any, sure. Yeah, it didn't yeah. matter what yeah. manufacturer yeah, yeah. it was. I'm sure yeah. that just killed Sony.
0: I'm sure they mm-hmm. hated that. Mm-hmm. Well, they had, like, the Walkman, the Discman, the... Whatever, man. But now Walkman is their CD one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, all mm. of them are just Walkman. They're just Walkman. Ah. That's right. Yeah. I guess that
4: makes sense. They were smart yeah. not to have tape in the name or cassette. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, back to Google Glass. Mm-hmm. Do you know what people who are new to the Google Glass, <laughs> who are the first of the Google Glass, oh, like, I, know they they that, I know what people call, what them, call them, but I don't them? know what, what do they, they call, they call them? themselves. They call themselves, like, pioneers, right? Explorers. Explorers. They oh, call themselves explorers. That's a trivia question.
2: That's, yeah, explorers? Okay. Yeah.
0: I know what other people
2: call them. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Things not. For- it rhymes yeah. with
4: uh, glass bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: sure. Yeah. Have you guys Have you guys tried them yet? No, Ooh, I know no, you I have. Haven't. I
2: haven't. I have. Oh, you have. I've yeah, never yeah. tried them.
0: Yeah, they're they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: it's gonna. It's so it's so useful that I think yeah. when it becomes mass market price, you're you're gonna start seeing. It, whether it's, whether it's shaped like Google Glass or whether it's something else that's built into eyeglasses or other kind of headwear, like, I, I think, I think we'll start seeing more of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about the jawbone. And I feel like the Jawbone also got kind of everybody was using it. And it was What's like, the Jawbone? Like, the, the, what
2: the little Bluetooth, oh,
3: ten, you know, yeah, that everybody
2: that had. Yep, like, but then, then wonder, it stopped, right? They stopped. Because, people stopped talking yeah, on, on the phone. phone yeah, <laughs> people started, just started texting, doing everything via. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was really that. That was a weird era for me <laughs> because you stopped being able to tell who was a crazy person <laughs> on the street yeah. ranting about conspiracy theories and who was just like. On a business call.
4: Ranting about conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. 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 right, right.
2: right. (laughs) Well, if we're going to talk about the Walkman, we should probably also discuss the Game Boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: huh. I'm
2: pretty sure. I mean, nobody ever from Nintendo ever said yes. We named our portable video game machine the Game Boy to take a little dig at Sony's Walkman. But that's probably. Do you think where it was it a dig,
0: from. or like this will make marketing easier? A Let's do
2: this. Sort of. Yeah, I thought like it's a
1: great name. You it it is is until game. you said awesome that, I never I, I never, I never thought, thought about that really? until
2: you said mm-hmm. that. Walkman, Game Boy. Portable video games are very big business for Nintendo. In fact, uh, depending on how you count it, it's at their their biggest business. Um, Nintendo has sold 273 million home video game machines, like the Super Nintendo or the GameCube mm. or the Wii. Nintendo has sold just under. Four hundred million wow. portable gaming machines. Wow. So that's it's it's it far and away exceeds the number yeah. of home gaming machines that Nintendo
0: See, <laughs> If you have yeah. two kids, you buy one console, but yeah. you need two and portable ones. And, and then they hit yeah. it with
2: upgrades. So the Game Boy, as with many early Nintendo games and creations, was uh, primarily considered to be the child of Gunpei Yokoi, who was mm. one of Nintendo's engineers. He had been with the company I mean, he was he was a mechanic working on the machines where they were making playing cards and toys, all throughout their transformation from playing cards in the 1800s, you know, into toys, into electronic toys, into video games. And his philosophy, I'm going to speak some Japanese here, so get ready for this. Okay. Oh. He had distilled his philosophy uh, for products or, you know, uh, inventions mm-hmm. down into this phrase, which is, Kareta gijutsu no shiko, And that is, lateral thinking with withered technology.
1: Mm. Withered technology. withered
2: technology or seasoned technology is sometimes mm. translated up as a withered as a plant withers mm. um, technology that has withered so basically what this means is taking cheap stuff taking technology that's already been used um, that's no longer cutting edge but using it in a unique way mm. yeah. this explains a lot of what Nintendo has yeah. done with video games I mean this is this is the philosophy of the Wii which used old like, Technology that was five years old, but in a different way. Maxing Mm -hmm. it out, or Mm -hmm. just hmm. one major example of this was one day in the late 70s, Yokoi was riding the Shinkansen, um, and he saw a businessman. Playing to kill time, playing with an LCD calculator. Mm. Uh, Just pressing the buttons, watching things happen. The LCD calculator (laughs) was hot stuff (laughs) in the early 80s. I mean, there there, there was the LCD calculator. Everybody had to have an LCD calculator, whether you needed it or not. Uh, It's just so cool. It's
4: true. It's true.
2: And the technology at that point was really cheap because of economy of scale. Everybody wanted one, so they were making tons and tons of these LCD (sighs) screens. Just to
0: clarify, this is just this is a calculator, right? Calculator. Okay, so in the early eighties, I was transfixed with the LCD calculator, but I was a very little kid, Mm -hmm. so it was just like whatever. I didn't know what
1: what versions of calculator came before that. Were there other ones? Well, there were like it?
2: mechanical calculators. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That one sounds yes. true, the first, like yeah. the handheld we're calculator. Or like an abacus. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, I think yeah. they're right. There were calculators that used, like, I remember like plastic calculators that used entirely mechanical. Like gears and stuff. Yeah, like, you punch the numbers in and it would turn wow. gears I and think. add things That's up. That's amazing. You. Wow. Yeah. I would one of those. steampunk. Fun. Uh, and, but LCD huh. calculators, big deal. So this is how Gunpei Yokoi invented a game end watch, which was yeah, the, the LCD screen. Yeah. Right? They only played one game, but the screen was a calculator. You know, no! it was just it just the calculator just caused certain areas of the LCD screen to light up mm. to show numbers. But they just used it for like stick figures and balls and things like uh, that. And, you little know, little and dropping and Mario up. and yeah. Donkey yeah, 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 Kong yeah. and whatever, right? Um, and he also invented the the what's called the D pad the cross oh. pad mm. that used to control things mm. which eventually would end up on the Nintendo Every, Entertainment yeah. System and the Game Boy right because they needed something that wasn't a joystick Good to, to control things yeah mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. down left yeah. right yep. And Nintendo still has the patent on that, so that's why nobody else what? can like legally. Oh, like, really? You see, I mean, the PlayStation has it, but it's slightly different to get around the uh, patent because the PlayStation, uh. it's you notice it's like four separate buttons. Uh
0: huh. So oh, that's getting around
2: Nintendo's wow. patent of that plus design. Oh, that's, that's really nice, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Every time, every time somebody makes a new video game system and they want to do that, they have to like come up with their own like slight different that's take on right. it. Yeah, with like the Xbox, it, you know, for the Xbox 360's pad was like this weird kind of. Like it was almost like a Joystick It was like a Circle Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a decade later After making Game & Watch In the early early part Of the 80s um, Nintendo applies These this lesson of You know Let's use Withered technology In a novel way I mean computer sizes Had shrunken so much At that point That like it was Becoming possible To make a portable Video game machine In fact, it was totally possible, late, late 80s, early 90s, to do a portable game machine that had a color screen that was roughly equivalent in power to, like, you know, the home video game consoles that were on the market. You know, you could even put a 16-bit graphics chip in there and do some really cool stuff. And a lot of gaming hardware makers all kind of had the same idea at the same time. But the difference with what Nintendo did was their priority was not, let's make this thing super powerful and Mm, knock your socks off. It was... Let's make it inexpensive. Let's give it the most battery life that we can possibly give it. So Nintendo's competitors, early competitors in the portable gaming space, Sega's Game Gear, the Atari Lynx, the Turbo Express, they had beautiful graphics. They had color screens. They were battery Vampires. Yeah. You put, you would put six AAAs into wow. a Sega Game that's Gear. Yeah. And it would, ju- there were two separate battery compartments, three <laughs> batteries and three batteries, and they'd be dead in like a couple of yeah. hours. So if you're a kid, like, you know, constantly having to like get more batteries, that's a huge expense, yeah. right? And if, you, if you're a parent, it's like, I don't want to give you all these batteries. Nintendo, four AA batteries in yeah. the original Game Boy, 15 to 20 hours of yeah gameplay. it was a while wow. you get yeah. tons of gameplay out of it that.
4: yeah it's like a, a a whole plane flight and a yes! plane flight
0: back yeah, exactly.
4: i remember up oh, and down yeah. the eastern
2: seaboard yeah, yeah. Right? once
0: that red light comes on you're yeah, like, you're
2: oh. You're like oh. <laughs> oh no the yeah. red light comes on you're like oh no i've only got an hour left <laughs> yeah. out, of these, out of these things where i gotta swap the batteries yeah the the screen i mean a lot of this was due to the screen it was not color it was not even it was it was four shades of Gray, basically, mm-hmm. is what the screen could do. It had no backlight. So, I mean, like, famously, yeah. Yeah. you had to, like, shine lights on it and make sure you got the right angle. And and then instead of costing anywhere between, like, uh, you know, $150 to $200, it cost $89.99. It wasn't even $99.99. It was not even 99 dollars 99 it was 89 dollars And it came with Tetris.
3: Tetris. Yeah.
2: For f- so you get like, a free game with your $89.99. It was so cheap. They sold millions, you know, between Japan, the U.S., and Europe. Just, like, took off like a rocket. They really aimed it, if you look at the original Game Boy ads, they aimed it at like business people, mm. you know, cause they knew kids were probably gonna buy it. So they, they targeted the ads at like, oh, are you on this cross country LA to New York long haul flight? Well, why don't you play golf on your Game Boy? Mm. Um, I mean, it, even, even when it became feasible to do color graphics with with good battery life. Game Boy was such a runaway train that it was just impossible to compete with it and it just kept going and going and going. Just as Game Boy started to slow down a little, you know, just as people started to stop buying Game Boys, Nintendo, in the craziest stroke of genius and luck released Pokemon. Pokemon! (laughs) Uh, The first uh, Pokemon games were released in Japan in February 1996. This was a huge shock. The Game Boy apparently, prior to Pokemon, the Game Boy... According to one source I found, the year prior, they had shipped a million Game Boys in Japan. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year following that release of Pokemon, three million Game wow. Boys. Wow. Okay. Um, and and it just took off again. And, and, like, eventually, Nintendo did have to bow to market pressures and release a Game Boy with a color screen <laughs> and better technology. But they actually they released the Game Boy Color in the year 1998. So mm-hmm. Nintendo got... Almost 10 years Years, of black and white graphics of the old Game Boy hardware, thanks in part to Pokemon reviving it.
4: And again, like the Walkman, I remember as a kid, to to a grown-up... Any handheld gaming system is a, a Game, Game Boy. Boy. That's right. any, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If, if it's electronic and you're playing it, it's Game Boy. My dad will still, to this day, yeah. any handheld, oh, are you playing on your Game Boy or something there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It was just cemented in such a dad his. thing. So yeah. yeah. was so mm-hmm.
1: funny. All right. Let's take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. So I want to tell a story about a certain invention, and this object was invented in 1894 in America, and it was called... The oyster pail, uh, very easy to make, very cheap to make, just a little paper bucket. And yeah. it's supposed to, you know, a pail, you're supposed to carry it like upright. So there are oyster stands. If you wanted oyster, you go to the fish market into the oyster stand. And the thing is, um, they have uh, the, the people who are selling them, not only are they selling it to you, they're also preparing it. They would shuck the oyster okay. mm. for you because it's nice. hard to yeah. do it uh, by yourself. And then they would put... All the shucked oysters in the oyster pail for you to take it to go back home. Okay. So in the mid 20th century, the price of oysters went up because of overfishing. So now a lot of these manufacturers have all these, uh, oyster pails that are unused. Okay. Um, kind of stocking up. Uh, also in the mid 20th century after World War II, there was a huge increase in prepared foods that can be purchased from restaurants. And at this time, especially post-war, Chinese food became really, really, really big. And so the oyster pail was quickly adopted for Chinese takeout. The oyster pail is that iconic no. Chinese takeout the box. The white little folding white cardboard. One, yep, You
4: are blowing my mind. Yes.
1: Not Asian, yeah. Totally US invention and for oysters. And it was actually really great for Chinese food because Chinese food usually is very saucy. Yeah. Uh oily, hot. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a, a sandwich box or something. It really can hold weird stuff, I guess, yeah. weird textured stuff. Yeah, Um, that's not a burger or a sandwich or a pizza. This became the iconic Chinese oh food God. takeout box. And so
4: this is what, like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties? Yep.
1: And so I was looking into dishes that you'd see in Chinese food places here in America and kind of looking around at the origin to see if they're really Chinese or if they're U.S. Uh, made up or pseudo Chinese or part Chinese. Uh, the poo platter. Do you know oh, what, hmm. what? what is the poo poo platter? Yeah, it's
2: appetizer. True. It's like we're not appetizers, but like it's <laughs> like it's, a variety it's platter. A variety uh, platter, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Isn't
1: it Hawaiian? It is Hawaiian. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, okay.
1: The poo poo platter probably first introduced to the states during uh you know the the tiki craze. Uh, yeah. sure. The Polynesia yeah. craze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, um, the
2: poop craze, which lasted <laughs> <first>. <laughs> <That's> 1968, <forever. laughs> slightly later yeah. in 1968, Tough before pressing. being quickly abandoned. Yeah. Um, oh, okay.
1: No, I mean, the thing is, you can say it might be kind of Chinese-inspired because there are Chinese people living in Hawaii, but really in Hawaii, poopoo is kind of like uh, canapes mm. or little bites, little bits of food. Kind P- of all P-U-P-U, together. P-U, yeah, right? P-U-P-U. Yeah, P-U-P-U. There is a Chinese name for it, uh, but it, I think it's like a... Background, or mm. like a retcon. Oh, name. okay. Right, but Poo is from, from, Hawaiian <laughs> Hawaiian. from Hawaii. Yeah. How yeah. many Pupu. times can
2: we get yeah. away with Pupu. saying it? Yeah.
1: Crab Rangoon. You see Crab Rangoon uh, in a yeah. lot of advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Are
2: you wait, Karen? Are you going to t- <laughs> are you going to sit here and tell me ruin my entire life and tell me that imitation crab and Philadelphia cream cheese <laughs> is not authentic Chinese food that I've been eating a lie every Tuesday night for my entire life?
1: One of the first places uh, to serve Crab Rangoon is Trader Vic's. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. okay. yeah. Speaking yeah. of yes. Tiki Craze. Yeah. Tiki Craze. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I kind of want
2: to, okay, I want to go there now. And we have a,
0: we yeah. have a gift certificate. We, we, yeah, we should. Because Mai Tai's run into there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and that, Crab that, that was, Rangoon? That was Oakland.
2: That's Oakland. all I eat and or drink? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> my tie Crab yeah. Rangoon, My tie Crab Rangoon. I'm passed yeah. out by 1 yeah. p.m. Chris right, has well. gout. And scurvy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> not a Chinese thing, crap,
4: Rangoon. Not to mention, like, Rangoon is not in <laughs> but, China. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, want yeah. to be too much of a nitpicker. sources picker, but, yeah. say yeah. that, like, right. it's
1: based on maybe a Burmese recipe, but yeah. cream cheese and imitation crab. Yeah, the cream, cheese,
4: the cream <laughs> cheese is the giveaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chinese chicken salad, not Chinese either. Sweat. What? Yeah, came out in 1960s, kind of in mm-hmm. the salad, ho- you know, Hollywood. Oh, really? That exotic, early? Exotic, oh. exotic phase. There was a... Uh, Restaurant in Santa Monica called Madame Wu's <laughs> had a like this is kind of your pan Asian or Californian pan. Asian kind of entry. There are salads and there's chicken in the salads in Chinese cuisine, <laughs> but not the chicken salad. There's one thing I have to talk about I've I've never heard before and so interesting called yaka main yaka
2: yaka main
1: yaka, main. yaka main. like main as in like low main or oh, okay. Main. okay okay yaka main it is a Chinese Creole mashup local food item in New Orleans. Whoa. Oh, that's awesome! What's in it? What's so, in Taiwanese and Chinese cooking, there is um beef noodle soup, yeah. which mm-hmm. is very very uh, iconic. This is a, a kind of a Creole American take on beef noodle soup, where the noodle is spaghetti, okay, and it's has the soup is stewed beef, yeah, uh, like brisket. And then uh, the broth has Cajun seasoning and bay leaves mm-hmm. and chili powder. And there's like a hard-boiled egg and green onion.
2: Oh, man. That's so it's like tasty. it's New Orleans ramen, basically? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Can somebody send some to us? I think <laughs> you could probably
1: make it yeah. yourself. Yeah, they a, they talk about so... how this is a great hangover cure. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, um, I, mean, I mean, sure. Yeah, anything,
0: every, yeah, everything anything. is Right.
3: right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's spicy and it's hot and it's – Reminiscent of a a Chinese beef noodle soup, from Yakamein. I want to go to New
2: Orleans and I want to eat yakamein. Yakamein. We were just watching Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern, and there there was an episode, he was in Lima, Peru, and apparently there's a large um, group of ethnic Chinese and Japanese people who... Um, in Lima, have like established Peruvian Chinese food, yeah, you know, or Chinese yeah. Peruvian food, or Peruvian Japanese food. Chifa is, huh. is the name for like Chinese food. It's very much it's the like same a way. Up. It's like, yeah, it's mashup, it's it's done to their tastes.
1: Mm, that's cool. Yep. So there you go. Some some 411 on uh, Chinese American food, yeah. probably the most popular takeout food. Oh, and also yeah. the yeah. oyster pail. Oyster. Yeah. That- I don't know what. The normal name is called Chinese takeout food box. So, I, food yeah, box. I
4: would just call it a – like if I had to do like carton? a stock image search,
2: I would just search Chinese food carton or so carton, yeah.
1: carton, carton.
2: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I live in America. <laughs> and, and having to walk into a restaurant and take a takeout container is too hard, <laughs> too inefficient. <laughs> okay. So I would like to talk about that wonderfully American of inventions, the drive-through oh, yeah. window. Now, we shall begin by defining our terms, especially if you do not live in America, like me, and have some other funny, <laughs> funny word for it, like Cockney rhyming slang or what. Um, a, sure. a drive-through window on a restaurant is distinct from a drive-in restaurant. A drive-in is a restaurant that does not have indoor seating. You drive your car into the parking lot, the waiter or car hop, Comes to your car, takes your order, brings your food to your car, you eat it in the car. This was from an era in which everyone was in love with their car. Yeah. And eating in your car sounded like the coolest thing. I associated it yeah. the very, very 50s in my mind. Yeah. Indeed. Um, So they drive through a window. The restaurant inside may or may not have a inside seating area, but basically instead of even having to get out of your car, you pull up to the window Pay for and get your food, and then, importantly, drive off with your food. You don't you don't sit there and eat it in the the parking lot. You can if you You want. You can if you really want to. But if you're going to do that, why don't you just go inside?
1: Exactly. Here's your food. Get out.
2: Here here's your here's your burger. Now get out. (laughs) As as memorialized in the name of the fast food place, In and Out Burger. Yes. Uh, there are a lot. Of different places that claim to have invented the drive through window, but oh. In-N-Out, and, in and uh, the burger chain here in California and elsewhere, has a pretty solid claim to the invention of the modern-day drive through window, uh, which is intercom-based. Uh, you place your order into a speaker, they take your order, you drive up to the window, you pay, you drive up to the next window, they hand you your food, and then again, importantly, in and out the original In-N-Out, built in 1948, had no inside seating and oh. no parking lot. So very, very clear. Come here. Here's your burger. <laughs> Get out. Don't care yeah. where you go with it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. stay here because there's someone right in line behind you. Exactly. Well, yeah. exactly. oh, that's
1: actually really efficient because then you don't have to pay that much for. Property like area oh, property. Oh, that's
2: the thing. Real it's estate. super efficient. You can serve more people. I mean, you know, you, you're you're not paying for a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Now, other burger chains began to add in drive-through windows um, after In-N-Out, Jack-in-the-Box um, was sort of an early kind of you know, mm-hmm. jumper honor with the drive-through windows. Wendy's. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. another Brad Pitt or lasers? Which is older? Question. Mm-hmm. Which is older? McDonald's drive thru or Colin. Oh. McDonald's drive thru or Colin. I don't actually know how old
1: Colin is. Colin that is, is 67 the- <laughs> years old.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I'll say
4: Colin. I wow, McDonald's- I McDonald's I- I- if you had asked me just to name the year, I would have guessed much earlier. But I'm I'm gonna lean with Karen. I'll guess. I'll guess me. I'll guess. I'll <laughs> okay. guess that I'm older than McDonald's uh-huh. drive through. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you. So uh, In and Out was founded in 1948. McDonald's okay. was originally a barbecue restaurant in the 1940s, and they converted over into fast food service burger place in 1948, same year. So really, it's asking you how long. It's for, for Colin, yeah. especially because I'm pretty sure he knows what year he was born. <laughs> how long did it take McDonald's to, to put the drive through window? Was oh. it before? Uh,
4: after. I'm going to switch. McDonald's, but not by much. I
0: say McDonald's.
2: Colin, you are older than McDonald's drive-through wow, window. No. Colin was born in 1974. Uh, the first McDonald's drive-through window was installed in 1975. Wow. That's took him so a long late. time. The impetus was there was a McDonald's in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and it was near a military base. The military men could not get out of their cars while they were still in fatigues. Like they could, they could drive off the base, but they couldn't get out of their cars. So they put in the drive-through window at the McDonald's. By 1988, McDonald's was doing 51% of its business oh, through the yeah. drive-through window. If you think about it, uh, on average, um, they were serving one car every 25 seconds at wow. the drive-through wow. window. So you think people don't have to come in. They don't have to sit yeah. down. Oh, yeah. None of that stuff. The car comes up. You sell them the food. Yeah. They leave. Nowadays, it's more like 60 to 70% of the business of a McDonald's with a drive-thru is done out the window. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Here's another question for you guys. If today, if you have, let's say you're driving along the highway on a road trip, mm-hmm. you want to get a drive through but you want your food the fastest. Oh. Of the major burger places, where would you go if you wanted the fastest Food.
4: Fastest. Oh, that's food. a good question. Wow. I like that is good. Um, huh. So I'm going to, I'm going to guess
1: it, in and
0: out. I'm going to guess that
4: they yeah. mastered it. I don't, I don't
1: think so. I think they cook it. Yeah. I think they. And
4: Burger oh.
0: King, do they still do it your way? Because that takes a while. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, so maybe it's
4: the that's place right. that has the fewest options, like like
0: White yeah. Castle. Wendy's or something. is very fast, I
4: mm-hmm, think.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I QSR, that. Quick Serve Restaurants, it is the trade industry publication for the fast food business, <laughs> <Okay>. does <laughs> a <laughs> annual drive through study. Uh and in twenty thirteen they found that the fastest of what they surveyed was Wendy's. Wow. Wow.
3: Wendy's, Wendy's had an average
2: fast. time of one hundred and thirty-three seconds from order to, to, to wow. payment to food. One hundred and thirty-three seconds. The slowest
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um Chick-fil-A was over 200 seconds. Now, that's still not a long time. That's still super fast to get your food. Mm -hmm. But if that extra minute counts, USA Today reported last year coming off the back of the survey that actually drive-through waiting times in general are actually getting longer and longer and longer. Uh, does anybody want to guess why?
0: People are slow. The menus are too complicated.
2: Uh, that's right. <laughs> that, my... That's two answers. Yeah. Which well, one I do mean, you want to pick? Like, <laughs> and they're,
0: they're related. You have to read. There are a lot of options. And yes. Yeah. It so, out. That's yeah. true.
2: the answer is in fact menu bloat. Yeah. Uh, and it's not only, it's not only the fact that there's more options on the menu yeah. to attract more customers. Fast food places are making more and more complicated Dishes at this point with all kinds of different ingredients that have the to be fajita, put on, yeah, or fajitas and salad bowls that are custom handmade wraps and all this things. wraps and all kinds of stuff. Where it's not just like burger, fries, and a coke anymore. But to hear the QSR magazine tell it, customers actually aren't concerned as much with speed as they are with what do you think the big one is for for drive through customers? For me, it's accuracy. If is, they
4: better get that order right. <laughs> absolutely, I get, right. I, get, I, I get so mad
2: when they get the the order wrong. You are you are because you're driving correct. away.
1: The you're thing not going to th- drive back and you be like, you gave me the wrong. Oh, oh thing. well Col- oh! Colin
2: drives back. Oh, Col- yeah, Colin drives yeah. back. That's if they get the order right. Wrong. And it, right, and, <laughs> and, and you're going to be super ticked off, like more so than yeah. if you had been waiting an extra thirty seconds for the order. So actually, one of the things that people really that these companies really work on is accuracy. If you go and get drive through at Burger King, yeah, you need to check that bag. <laughs> Burger King, of the companies uh, tested, had the lowest accuracy <laughs> score. 82.5% wow, accuracy wow. rating. That means that nearly one-fifth of, five, fifth of yeah. the time oh yeah. you go to Burger God. King, they're giving you the wrong B-. order. You B-.
0: You need, you to, want B- you need minus, to look yeah. in that bag. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
3: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: All right. I don't know how we could have an episode about portable things. How we can have an episode
2: about <laughs> oh, portable yeah, not things? Just people in general. No,
0: us but... <laughs> uh, specific, uh, and not have something about the porta potty. Yeah! yeah. Oh right. yeah. Portaloo, Porta John. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. It's... Oh, do
2: they say Portaloo in England?
0: They do. Portaloo? Oh, port-a-loo. Yeah. Wow, that's so Why? cute.
2: Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a music festival. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. uh... So which toilet cubicle in a row of uh loos is the least used on oh, average? Oh, which I, one should uh, you go to if you I want to clean like, it? I feel like I've read this with, before. In,
2: in bathrooms, it is yeah. the one closest to the door. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go ahead and guess it's like the one that's closest to the line full of, 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 of people yeah. that are waiting there.
0: It is the first one. First one? one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I think –
0: because people, people don't want to like, do it right next to the
1: line. Right. right. If you yeah. had a
2: choice, you'd move further away from everybody. Oh, that right. says a
1: lot about like human psychology. So that's Ooh, all – yeah, okay. and the same
2: – it's the same yeah. thing in a bathroom. So if you want yeah, I've heard that with urinals. The
4: cleanest, yeah, the still, cleanest yeah. urinal, the I've cleanest toilet. So,
2: right. wait, yeah. so
1: the easiest to get to is not the one that's picked well, or the shortest. Yeah.
2: Right. No, oh. people want to get far away. Yeah. You want to go deep into the woods to take care of your
0: business. Yeah,
1: That makes sense.
0: How many portable toilets were at Obama's inauguration? Oh, <laughs> oh my Was it? God! Oh, multiple. Choice? I'll give you multiple toilets <laughs> because okay, right, okay. I mean, you, how could you figure <laughs> yeah. it out? 1,000, 5,000, or 15,000?
4: 15, 15,000. Uh, yeah, uh, w- whatever you said, I was going to pick the highest one. So highest I'm, I'm going to stick
0: with that. 5,000. Oh, What am I? Like, some... No, right, right. no, right. like, that's a lot of... That's more than a music festival. That's, that's a lot. lot, that's, of a lot. Part- that's true. Yeah. That's a lot.
2: You know, music festival, if somebody pees against a tree, No eh, okay. Yeah. Obama's inauguration, if, no. like, Joe Biden is, like, you know...
4: <laughs> yeah. the he's the one you're worried about.
2: Ball, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I can't right. find a port john He... Uh, yeah, you don't want that. Keeping
0: it classy. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, in the 1940s, in Long Beach, California, um, the forerunner of the modern portable toilet was born, so that way workers in this industry could stay on the job longer. Okay. What industry? Long Beach, California, in um, 1940s. I'll guess
4: dock workers.
0: Shipbuilders, the first. Oh, <laughs> Shipbuilders. Shipbuilders. Go back. Sorry. Ship- No, it's a family <laughs> ship. No. People who build Large boats, uh, ships. Yeah. ships, ship, ship, builder. ship, ship. Yeah, it was yes. a, a heavy wooden box with a metal inside, <laughs> so there's privacy and it was portable. They could move it around. Unfortunately, like wood starts to smell bad after a while. <laughs> metal is hard to clean, so they yeah. tried like different different types of materials. Right. Um,
2: <laughs> sponge was a terrible yeah. idea. And the less said the about it, the better. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So. Um, here, here's one: Brad Pitt or Porta Potties? Oh <laughs> the, yeah, the first patent on the Porta Potty or Brad Pitt, which is oh, older? The right. first
2: patent on
4: the Porta Potty. So yeah. we know. Brad so Brad Pitt, Pitt. was uh, sixty-three. Brad Pitt, I believe, was born sixty-three.
1: First oh, patent on the I'll say I'll say Brad Pitt.
2: Mm, I'll say yeah, Brad Pitt is older. I'll say Porta Potty. Porta
1: potty. Oh. It was
0: 62. It oh. was right before wow. bedtime. like what,
2: constructed of plastic or fiberglass? Yes. Or, uh, yep.
0: Fiberglass holds smell. So it was plastic. Oh. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. They figured out yep. the plastic in 62. Mm-hmm. Not, <laughs> not, not, okay. True or false? <laughs> there is a medically recognized word to describe a fear of porta potties.
2: Oh. A fear
1: of porta <sighs> potties.
2: True. Absolutely true. I wish, I wish oh, it were no. true. No. I looked so hard and there, no,
0: there isn't, but there, there's specific, be, but it's a, there's it's specific fears of, of poop, of pee, right, of right. public, public, public th- but there's no specific one for that. For
2: porta potties. Everybody, <laughs> everybody wants one. I Give think it time. Th- there
1: needs we to can, be. Yeah. Can we make up one? What would you say?
2: If you're porta, oh. We can make well, one up. You know yeah, what? Yeah. Everyone. <laughs>
0: This is the mission. Feel free to yeah, submit your ideas. In the comments. Or it's on gotta Facebook. be. It's gotta be
2: Greek, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So Greek words, not Latin. Greek, Greek. So Greek words for uh, toilet, or or possibly like the outside. act, public yeah. or toilet, an outside, or public, public, May,
4: may I yeah. suggest claustropubia?
2: You may not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you can suggest it,
0: but we'll keep looking yeah, around. Right. And there was like. Portopho- Flustra- somebody most- had portophobia, but they're like, Is that a fear of ports? That doesn't sound right. It has yeah, to be yeah. it has to be everything
2: altogether, yeah, yeah for right, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah.
0: Okay, and then the last one. According to the BBC, which British monarch used a portable toilet that was shaped like a box covered with red velvet, trimmed with lace and with Ooh. a lid and with carrying handles?
3: Oh, they
1: have those on Amazon? Old, old school. I would yeah. assume old school. Which so, British monarchs Monarch. so, yeah. With that, like, a carrying thing?
4: Yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to be a queen. I can't really? imagine, like, Henry VIII would care about that. I think it's this. Henry VIII. So, I was gonna gonna guess, like, like oh, I'm going to say Queen Victoria. I'm Henry VIII. Say... Is Elizabeth one? Huh? Wow.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Okay. One. So in uh, 1596, John, Sir John Harrington introduced Queen Elizabeth to the first flushing toilet. Yes, the court. yes. So Harrington. This is... Fascinating trivia to me, probably to you guys too. But Kit Harrington, Jon Snow, is a descendant oh, of
2: my. Sir John Harrington. Holy cow! Oh
0: my god! So you might say
4: he has a claim to the throne. Oh
3: yes, yes throne. <laughs> That's, wow. it.
2: that's it, <laughs> that's and it The show is over wow.
1: <laughs> Yeah, he knows something <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah, mic drop Alright, we're gonna end the show now, that was awesome uh, th- uh, Thank you guys for joining me Thank you guys, listeners, for listening in Hope you learned a lot of stuff about portable things Walkman, Game Boy, uh, Jon Snow Chinese food And uh, portable drinks And more You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher on SoundCloud, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Audible, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.